Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Well, welcome to Classroom Success 101. Um, we have an awesome guest speaker today, Spencer Sharp, and he is here to talk to us about the STEM programs. Spencer, thank you for joining. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, thank you for having me. First off, of like I said earlier, um, when we talked a little bit before, I reached out thinking like, oh, I don't know what to expect, and I don't know if I'll hear anything back, but so glad that I kind of got this opportunity so um my name is Spencer Sharp I uh started a STEM program from nothing um I kind of got approached after college about starting the STEM program and they said there's no curriculum there's no funding for it um would you like to come in and kind of start it and I'm a person who really likes and gets excited about fun things in education so I said absolutely and it's been a roller coaster um ever since so yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear that you actually got to start that program. I mean, some some teachers actually have a curriculum, and I mean, the thing with having a curriculum is great, but the problem with it is sometimes you're restricted to just that curriculum. Right, and it seems like a lot of times, too, um, the nice part is, at least from the people, because um, a lot of people reach out to me, and the biggest question they ask is, like, how can I incorporate STEM in my room? And how can I make that learning happen in my room? Um, it's tough because what you would normally think like, hey, as like a project, it's so close to a STEM project. It just needs to be open-ended. Um, there's lots of possibilities, which I think is fun. And I think that's what kind of grabbed me towards um, what this opportunity. And then not only that, but like when I wrote my own curriculum, I did it about things I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, like for example, one of my like first projects, I had my sixth graders um, build zip lines, and they had to write a story about their zip line and the cities they were going through, and they kind of got to make like a nonfiction story with it too. So a lot of cool writing stuff with it too, and it was something they actually cared about. And yeah. a lot of those kids that normally didn't care about something like that were like, "Wow, this is cool!" And their teachers were shocked, like, "How are you getting to write this much?" And it just came down to it's something they cared about. So. Uh, and um, that's, that's the thing about it. So Yeah, and I, I can see that, you know, especially when you're trying to uh, tie in the state assessment, um, you know, the state assessment into a program, 
I, I think it's almost like trying to hide those different activities within what you're trying to teach the kids that it is a fun activity, but you're actually, you know, um, covering the, uh, the the writing assignment as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, a lot of times, too, the nice part is, too, um, a lot of the state standardized tests, um, for science at least, for us, um, when I started out, we were not hitting our stride as far as what we wanted number-wise. Not that, I mean, that's the only thing that matters, but we really went up, I think, 20 or 30 percent in the first year, and then the next year we went up another 15 percent. Um, and we really thought it was a lot of that had to do with the STEM program because on the test, they weren't just asking, hey, do you know about potential kinetic energy? They were saying, can you prove that potential energy is used here? Can you calculate it? So there, it was a lot of application. And mm-hmm. it seems like education's kind of making that move. And a lot of people want to put that all that kind of fun STEM stuff in the room. But the hardest part is they're just like, I don't know where to get started. Um, I don't have enough time is what I hear a lot. And I don't have the resources. And that's kind of why I like to do these kind of things. And I like to um, tell people, email me, call me, do whatever you have to do. Cause I, I think it's necessary in all rooms. And I think it's a big change in the, our students all around, not just in one area, but all around. Okay. All right. Well, um, kind of touch base on, you know, for schools out there that, you know, use that excuse of there's no money or anything like that. And, you know, you're talking about you coming in and, and redoing that program without any funding. You know, what was the first couple steps that you did to, to start that program? Out? Um, I think one of the biggest steps, um, like I said, was when I said, well, I want to do these projects and I'm going to do this program. I kind of said, well, you know, if I have the freedom to do the projects I want, I'm going to do projects that I like. And I kind of set my weeks up that I, um, on certain days before and after school, I would say, well, these days I'm going to work specifically on my STEM units, building those and how I'm going to do that. And then certain days I would look at um, exit flips from my students and I would say well, what do they want to learn what are some things they think are cool so I, I think like the biggest the first step is figuring out what you're passionate about as far as projects mm-hmm. um, and then from there you build curriculum around that and really a lot of times we're doing it in our classrooms is what I tell teachers because I'm also through the state of Indiana I'm a PBL trainer so I have to go help train schools which I love to do, but there's always that teacher that's like, I'm not doing this. And they're pretty resilient against it. And I always ask them, well, what is something fun you do throughout the year? And they might say, well, I do this project. And I'm like, that's, that's STEM right there. The only difference is it just needs to be open-ended and the students, they get to do the discovering, which I think is such an important part of learning is the kids discovering what they are learning rather than us saying like, Hey, this is what you need to know. And here's how, and I'm going to tell you, and you're just going to memorize it. Because yeah. I always hated that. So, and I always struggled taking tests growing up. So, I mean, that for me, I was like, I love STEM for that very reason. Because I see kids all the time from, and they give me kids, I have every kid in the elementary from K to six. So, oh, wow. yeah. So I have every, when I have every kid like that from our school come to my room, I have everything from, you know, your highest kid to your lowest kid to, all these different kinds of issues and you wouldn't be able to tell in the STEM room because like right now, my fourth and fifth graders are building arcades. And when they're doing that, they get to pick what their arcade is and they learn so much about the mechanics behind it, uh, math behind it. And there's so much 
in our everyday lives where we use science and math um, and technology and engineering, but we just don't know it. And I think as educators, we're called to almost say, hey, how can we make this relatable to kids so that someday they'll look back and say, wow, that actually, I actually learned something that I feel like I can use every day now. So, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, most of the time we're trying to pass out worksheets and uh, like trying to do things on the board or the overhead. And I, I think we just, the kids just get bored with that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I mean, I see that <clears throat> all the time too. And, even in my classroom, I use like the engineering design process, which is the same process the engineers use. So um, the engineering design process, for those that like aren't familiar with it out there, is define the problem. So on the first day, you kind of figure out what your problem is, what do you need to know to solve this problem. And then the next day, they draw it out like a plan, and then they build it, they test it. And usually when they test it, it doesn't go well. Yeah. And then they got to... And then they got to redesign and retest and engineers do that process hundreds of times. So the kids think that's kind of cool that they're doing the same thing that engineers are doing. So they take a lot of ownership, I think, in that. Yeah. And I, I, I can definitely, you know, I, I, I teach like math, um, RTI, class, and, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that, you know, I struggle with is, is like, you know, they, they give us worksheets on, certain areas where the kid is struggling at and I mean it's just so boring I'm I'm like you know now you're kind of giving me ideas of maybe we need to do more project based um, and and things where they get interested in that type of stuff where we are doing experiments and things right and can I tell a quick story about something kind of in that it's kind of a little off topic but this is like one of my favorite stories to tell people because they always give me like, I mean, sometimes when I talk to people, cause I've helped start some STEM programs too in my area. And that's what I'm like passionate about. And that's what I'm trying to build more of and make my stuff more available of. But my first year of teaching, um, I came in to my STEM program and they were like, Hey, we are going to organize these kids in this one grade. They just said, Hey, just this grade, we want to organize it. So it is our high kids our medium kids. And then like our low RTI kids and they're like that's how we're going to organize it and I'm like okay like I didn't love the idea of it but they wanted to do it and I said we'll do that and we'll see how it works out and during Christmas I do a sleigh competition so they have to build ramps and sleigh and we talk about energy aerodynamic and they have to calculate their speed and there's all these different factors and my high kids did so bad and the low kids did insane they actually won and whoever won, I gave them like a box of candy cane. I said their name over the announcement and no one could believe it. And I was like, that's because those kids, when they've been given those worksheets, they have to sit there and think to themselves multiple ways, like, hey, how can I do this? Um, and they have to think of problem solving. And that's what STEM is, is problem solving. Whereas the, high, the higher kids, they were like, tell me the solution. Tell me what you want me to know and I'll memorize it. And that is where you can really see it in STEM. You can see those kids that are like higher kids. I mean, they're just so used to memorizing for the test. And those lower kids are, they're worried about surviving sometimes. And it's sad that it's gotten that way, but they did so well. And I love telling that story because I'm like, it doesn't matter what kind of kids you have in your room because those kids are just as capable, if not more capable of problem solving. And Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter any of those 
um, ex- those external factors um, about them because they're going to struggle through it and they're going to learn a lot and they're going to build a lot no matter who they are. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing with it. It's, it's just trying to do different things um, for these kids so that they can, uh, you know, get that going. Um, and I think it's just like trying to think outside the box most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, so tell us a little bit more about where you see the STEM programs going um, in the future. So, um, I think as like going forward, at least like uh, my STEM program, I think we'll see um, kids doing just more projects that are layered and layered more and more with curriculum. So, like for example, I was saying earlier, like my fourth and fifth grade, they make arcades and we put an arcade night on. And the kids love it. And from fourth grade to fifth grade this year, I've had fourth graders last year who made just like a simple game, um, no electronics in it necessarily. And then I have kids this year that want to use anything from lights to little like Mickey Mickey boards, which are little like circuit boards. And they're like building buttons that turn on and off when a ball touches it. And so I think a lot of times in STEM too, when you see kids building those skills and I get the opportunity to have a kid that's in kindergarten to sixth grade and oversee them, they're building skills that I'm not even asking them to build. And really it's not even in the curriculum sometimes. Sometimes like I come home and I laugh about it because I'm like, man, everything I had planned today, they took the learning in the opposite direction. You know, I might want to teach them about different measurements and structural engineering that day. And they were like, well, what about this? And when they start questioning it, we kind of look it up together and we become experts together. And a lot of times I'll look at the standards. I'm like, man, some of these standards, they're learning stuff that should be in one or two years from now, but they're so intrigued by it. Now I don't, I think sometimes we shy away from answering those questions and not doing those things. Cause we're like, man, that's, that's above their heads, but it's really not. I mean, I was shocked when I did this year's arcade so far. I mean, we're almost done. I've had kids create spinning signs for their arcades so people could see their arcade from far away and come play it. And it's just little things like that. I think that in STEM in the future, we're going to see more and more kids with technology. I mean, kids are so technological uh, savvy these days. Um, Just keep on doing those things and keep on building different things that are so cool and take so much learning that we just, aren't necessarily used to seeing, I guess. And I think that's what's going to be changing in the STEM world um, as we go forward. And talking to, um, like I said, I'm a PBL trainer. So I I meet with a group. Um, I live in Indiana. And so we, we meet once a month and it seems like stuff they're doing in their rooms and stuff I'm doing in my rooms and other teachers they know. It's just things you would never think that even like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever grade, are doing things you never would have heard of before. So I think we're yeah. just really pushing those kids to do problem solving that's outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's, that sounds uh, pretty awesome. I mean, do you, do you feel like some of the things that we teach to assess could be changed up if we uh, start providing more STEM activities within the classroom? Um, that would actually improve those skills? Oh, oh, yeah, I think definitely. I mean, I know um, this year, well, last year I got invited. Um, Indiana rewrote their science standards, and I got invited to 
come talk about those different standards and how they were going to test them and then how they wanted to teach that standard, how they wanted teachers to teach that standard and the different examples they gave. And all the examples they gave were some kind of like STEM embedded lesson where you could do STEM or you could teach it this way. And we really talked about how like, well, yeah, you could teach it this way. And on those tests, kids are going to understand. Yeah, they might understand the definition of this word. But when there's a question coming up about how they can apply that to a certain problem, most of the mm-hmm. time those kids aren't going to do very well unless you gave them some kind of example. I mean, last year I know um, one of the big talks was how a lot of the questions we saw, at least on our state standardized testing, um, they had asked the kids to calculate different things based off of what they saw in a picture and they would talk about different environmental um, things that could be problems and how they could be solved. So it was a lot of problem solving. And I think switching that or making that switch in curriculum, um, not even just necessarily in STEM rooms, but like in math classes and science classes are really going to change kids thinking overall in those tests. I think those tests are going to be more aimed at not what you know, but how can you apply what you know? And I think that's going to be a big change. And and I think I think you're 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 hitting hard on something there because uh, I think most of the business worlds are, are wanting kids to come out of school, you know, to be able to you know put those towards a job, their skill set towards a job, you know. Uh, and and I think that's what's been missing is the disconnect from the school to the business world. But I think. Now, since we're starting to focus so much on, uh, you know, I know in Texas we're looking at career technology education courses. I don't know. I would assume that's probably, you know, throughout the United States because I think they're going to start putting funding to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe maybe this is a, 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 a time where we're going to see, um, you know, classrooms transition to more technology-based programs instead of here's a piece of paper here's a bunch of problems on it let's teach them how to solve it Mm -hmm. and i think too like with that like i know the state of indiana indiana is kind of making that switch to it and it's because they went to these different companies that you know are around the area or the big companies that are in school and they ask the ceos like well what do you want in an employee and they always say they want someone who can think critically and problem solve those are two skills that are sought after that have been lost in education for years because we were so worried, like, oh man, we really got to prepare these kids to do well on this, on this test coming up rather than, well, what are they going to do after that test? What, what's going to happen when they hit the real world? Exactly. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's a, a tough conversation that need to continue to happen because I think these kids, these kids nowadays are born with an iPhone or a smartphone in their hand and you know things are changing i mean you know what what i don't even like is the fact that we uh you know we we say there's no we don't want kids on their cell phones or access to their cell phones and i understand the reasoning behind it and all this stuff but it's like and that that cell phone is a piece of device that is technology driven that you know, it's, it's education that tips their fingertips. Exactly. So. And that's one thing, too. I just feel like 
so much of the time we either, I mean, we, we push against, and I know like um, with my kids, they love, like we have, we're a Chromebook school. So they love their Chromebooks. And the first thing, one of the first things I did was went out and I asked um, some organizations that they could donate money so we could get those makey makeys. And so like a makey makey, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a little board and you connect it to your computer and then you use um, electricity and it manipulates your buttons. So you can program your button, like your up button to be an actual button that you would press in front of you. Like you'd be able to make a button. So like my kids, they loved that kind of stuff. So I got them into coding and they would code like full on games. Like I know one of my students last year, he coded dance dance revolution and he made a dance dance revolution pad basically built a dance dance revolution from aluminum foil some alligator wow. clips and some cardboard and he took it down to the gym teacher and they played it for like the whole day on there Jeez. and they thought it was so cool and he was able to talk about how he programmed it and like a lot of it he did on his own I mean I helped him a little bit with the programming but it was just incredible because it was like one of those things where it's like we're constantly being like hey get off of this get off of this instead I was like well what can you do to help someone in the school and you can maybe learn a little, I mean, you can learn something from it. So, I mean, those different standards like that too, I think we're looking at them and we just need to have almost like a different perspective, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm also thinking is like, you know, this whole idea of standard education and I'm, I, you know, I mean, unfortunately I, I grew up, in an area where we did not have a lot of technology based with what we have now with the cell phone usage. But, um, you know, I almost think that, you know, STEM and, and technology are going to have to be the, the area of where we're going to have to transition into for the next generation of education. Because, you know, if you look at it, it's, I can give you an assignment or I can give you something that's just on paper or boring. And what's the difference between you learning it in, in the class or you go and, and, and Google search it and get the same information. And that's, that's the biggest thing too, what you just said there, because I mean, everything that you really think about that you like actually probably learned as a kid in school you half of it you probably forgot now and if you want to know it you go on google and you type it in <laughs> i mean exactly. that's that's the reality of our world now and i mean we didn't learn anything from that i mean you you remembered it for that moment and now yeah. it's like hey why don't we give you a problem and you try to solve that problem and a lot of times when like i'm doing stem projects or even like pbl type of projects i try to really make sure that you know, they're real world problems. Like there's something that really can happen in our world and we could try to solve it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think schools are going to have to really start focusing on um, because I, I honestly believe uh, our, our disruption in our industry is called Google or YouTube, you know? Exactly. Yep. And I mean, that's the big transition we're seeing. And it's like one of the biggest things that they told us when we were um, getting trained as PBL trainers, they're like, it's not a STEM or even a PBL lesson. If you can Google it and find the answer in under a minute. Oh, I love that. That and awesome. I was like, I know. And I was like, that makes sense because I mean, if I give a, a problem and it can be solved that fast, 
and I give the kids their computers, they're going to do that. I mean, yeah. And I tell that them all. The, I mean, I tell them that all the time. And my sixth graders, like sometimes they're like, I remember the first time they ever asked me, they're like, I asked them a question about a, a problem. And they said, well, to get that solution, can I just Google a couple things? And then I would know about it. And I'm like, yeah, you could. <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then they did. And they're like, wow, now I'm going to remember that. And I'm like, yeah, if I would have told you that answer, you would have remembered it in the moment. And then you would have forgot it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, and, I, and, and it, it's almost like it, it kind of goes back in the behavior world when we write goals for kids. One of the standards is if a dead man can do it, it's not a good goal. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely think, you know, with the STEM world um, that, that's out there, I, I think that that's going to be um the the transition i mean uh, you know like we're sitting here talking in uh, 2020 and i can tell you probably in 2025 there's going to be totally different new technology out there you know exactly so, yeah and i mean every time i think about that i'm like that could be created by one of our students sitting right here and exactly. i always think about that too because i'm like they're just as capable of doing something like that that's new that no one's even thought of so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was, it was. I had a student today who, you know, was kind of bored with things, and it, you know, he's one of the kids that I could uh, start looking at putting them in a uh, RCI program for behavior. But um, he ended up talking to me about, you know, well, when I grow up, I'm, I'm going to be a, a hacker, a code hacker. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, All right, well. Like, I started probing them on their questions. I was like, where are you learning how to hack or, or do coding? And so the kid goes, I I go to uh, coding school on the weekend. And I was all like, wow, you are actually now going into more of a specific uh, niche of education and learning technology. Your parents sending you this. And granted, I'm, I'm in a Title I school district. So mm-hmm. it, there's nothing, it's not like these kids are going to all these programming classes on their own, but this kid, probably one of the uh, most behavior kids is going to a, a, a technology-based coding class on the weekend to learn how to code. That's crazy. And I mean, I've heard, I mean, kids like that, it happens like all the time, it seems like anymore. And I mean, like I know at our school, like my school, there was a student that they were like, he was constantly, he was on a behavior plan and they had all these other problems with them. And so they usually come to us and uh, like for the different programs, like the music program, STEM program, like, Hey, have you any problems with him? I'm like, no, he's like one of my best students. So um, towards the end of last year, this is kind of a cool story. He, they just started sending him to my room when they would have problems and I would have different projects for him to work on. And he wants to be um, like either he said an engineer or like a civil engineer or a mechanic. So he was taking, I have like 3d pins that I got from a grant and he was building, um, a car with a 3d pin, a motor and some batteries and stuff. And he just like fell in love with it. And like he was, and I honestly told him, they're like, well, what, why do you think there's so many behavior issues? And I'm like, he's too smart. I mean, what you guys are teaching him and telling him he just, he already knows it. So I'm like, he doesn't feel like he needs to sit there and listen to it. I mean, granted, he shouldn't do the things he does, but I'm like, when he's in my room, I don't have problems because I'm 
I'm setting really high goals for him and I'm doing something that like he thinks is really cool. And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, so I mean, I mean, it's even like that sometimes too. Cause it's like those students who can code or do those different things. It's almost as if they're like, I like, they already kind of know, like, man, I'm just going to forget this. Like, I'm going to forget this. I'm zoning out. And then you give them like a task, like, Hey, can you build this game? Or can you build a car like this? Or can you do this? And they are on it and they're focused. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and I think that's where education is, is going to have to go in order for, um, you know, us to be able to continue on to provide awesome educations for, for kids. Because right now, I can tell you in, in the business industry, it's labeled as standard education. It's basic, um, you know, yeah, you can get a standard education, but that does not mean that you're going to be successful in life with a standard education. You know, we got mm-hmm. we got too many people coming out of college nowadays that aren't even finding, uh, you know, great jobs because we sold this college idea, you know, probably 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, and now we're in a whole different world with technology right and it's i mean it's crazy too because like when you think about those different things it's like the technology aspect when you come out of college and then too sometimes when you're constantly conditioned to like a sort of learning you lose those critical thinking skills and those problem solving skills like i know when i was in college i worked for um a company where they built apps and they built um some different software and we would, I mean, I would talk with the CEO all the time. Like we would meet with him, and we would, I mean, we were going to school at the time and he's like, man, I just think it's so pointless to go to college. He's like, all my, my best employees are people that just came out of high school. I trained them. He's like, and now they know how to problem solve. And I mean, that was his biggest thing. It was like, he wanted people to be able to solve problems, think critically and just think outside the box from what we learned. And I was like, that just, that speaks to me so much because, I mean, I want to I want to teach the standards, but I want to do it in a way that is going to be relatable to the real world. And I think that's the biggest difference too we see in STEM. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing with it is I, I think right now, um, you know, like I went to school to become a teacher, but I ended up taking you know online classes and things like this that doesn't even relate to getting a degree uh, to understand how to market, how to build, um, you know, a program, how to build a business um, and, you know, how to get in front of a whole lot of people by, um, you know, how to be able to create Facebook ads, Instagram ads and things like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't even learn that in school. I learned that through an online education program. So, and I mean that, and that's the crazy part too, because I'm in the same, I'm in the same kind of boat because I'm like trying to get my name out there more. I, you know, I have to do the same thing with the Facebook ads on Wednesday. I'm actually like launching my, like a website for um, people who want to know more about STEM and connect and build like kind of like a little community. And I told my wife even this, and I, that's funny that you even said, like said that because I told her like, man, I never learned any of this in school. Like, Building this website, I basically just Google different things and how to do them and like figure it out all myself. I mean, yeah, it took a lot longer, but it's like the learning curve in our world nowadays, a lot of times it's just like, hey, what can you learn on your own and be able to apply? 
Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> it's there. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've designed four websites by myself because the technology makes it so easy that I don't have to understand how to code. I can just mm-hmm. move things around and design it. So, yep. <laughs> I mean the 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 world is is you know like I, I, I've been saying you know our disruption in our industry is the technology that we have access to at the tip of our fingers within seconds you know mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like well hey uh, let's search this word up and it takes like you know two two to five minutes for the internet to dial up we're not doing that anymore yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's I mean, yeah, second. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to type it anymore. You can just say it, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I really think STEM is a very important uh, part of the education, and I feel like that is going to be uh, the next, um, the next major piece in transitioning into uh, you know the technology world of what education is going to look like. I mean, otherwise, why not just uh, have a bunch of, you know, like I always say, why not have a, a big computer lab and have, you know, maybe one person running that and a teacher that is in charge of multiple districts putting curriculum online. Yeah. I mean, there's even I've, I've heard of, I mean, there's different online schools where people do that. And I mean, the STEM thing is too, I mean, there's been other countries that have been doing it for years and years. And I mean, it seems like we're finally starting to maybe get the grasp of it, at least from most states, from what I've heard from different people and the different people I've reached out to. But mm-hmm. it seems like that's, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think you hit the um, nail of the, the head on head on the nail there. And I mean, it's just going to change like that. And I mean, it might take a while in some states and other states are going to do it right away. And I think the, reap the benefits as far as their employees, their industries, the economy. I mean, those different things are going to be affected by those small changes that they're going to make. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's crucial for, um, I would say it's, it's crucial. It's, it's going to be crucial for, you know, all countries that are involved in it. I mean, you know, I know we're in America and I know I have other listeners from other countries, but I, I just think, you know, for the world to, um, the world is, is transitioning into a more technology space. I know there's probably some parts of the world that don't really have access to that, but uh, for the most part, you know, the, this is the next stuff, or this is the next generation that are coming in, you know, and this is, education's changed. You know, it, it, it was an example the other day, I had to go in and, and help a, a business class out the sub, the sub, I guess there was a sub in there and she needed a break. And so the, the teacher had these kids look up um, definitions in the dictionary. And so there's oh, gosh. dictionaries on the table. And then I, I asked the kids, I said, what's your assignment? And they said, well, we got to look these, these, uh, these uh, definitions up in the dictionary. And I said, well, what's a dictionary? I was just playing dumb with them. I was like, yeah. what's a dictionary? And they were like, it's that book right there. And I said, oh, a book? What, what, you got words you're looking up? 
words in a book? I was like, why can't you just put this in a Google search or or online to get these definitions? Like, what are we doing? Oh yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> I mean, and you wonder why behavior problems are are rampant is, mm-hmm. is we're having kids. You know, and I'm sure there might be argument, or people might argue on this, but we're having kids actually like work with an antique called a dictionary. And they're exactly it's just silly. And I mean, not only that, but it's like we we see a lot of behavior plans. I think I mean behavior, not plans, but problems. Um, when kids are, when kids are bored, I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying I see a good portion of them where teachers are like, Hey, do you have a problem with this student? I'm like, not really. And I mean, I think it's yeah. two kids. I mean, they're, they're not dumb. They know like, Hey, like this is useless. I mean, like, I don't need to be looking up words out of a dictionary. Like, I mean, they're not, they're not thinking any different than what we're thinking. And that's, I mean, when I reached out to, well, and a couple of people reached out to me recently about starting a STEM program. They said, well, like, what are some different keys you look into when you, like, create your your problem or, like, the basis question around your curriculum? And I always told them those kind of things I've went over before, too, here. But, like, the biggest thing is if you're bored, they're probably going to be bored, too. And, I mean, oh, like, yeah. if, you get, if you get bored making it and you're like, man, this was not fun at all, the kids aren't going to think it is. And if you don't make it challenging and a little bit over their head – I mean, they're probably going to be bored, too. And, I mean, sometimes, too, you'll make it so difficult because of that, man, I didn't understand this, but they want to. I mean, they that's the biggest difference is they want to. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. That, that's where I, I find so many lessons that I'm just like, oh, wow, this is so boring. Like, it, it's, I dread some of the math RTI because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, now I know I'm going to have to hand this worksheet out. And most of the time, I'm going to be dealing with behavior problems because they're so bored with it. And it's 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 not at that point. I feel like it's it's, it's not classroom management because I have everything set out. It's it's based off the fact that it's it's the curriculum that, mm-hmm. that that's so boring that's causing behavior problems. Exactly, and I mean, I'm, it's like so easy to see, but like the problem is. It's such a big thing to change and I know even the other day someone um, DM me on my Instagram and they were like I just I can't get my administrative to believe in something like that and I just think that's so crazy because like mine my administrative is so great and they were and they are so great about how we are able to implement STEM and they just they put so much trust in a program like that to say well what is it going to change and we've seen benefits from it already so I'm like that that's a hard thing. That's a hard pill to swallow for me because I'm like that's something that they should be helping support that can make such a big change, you know, and that different stuff with the curriculum. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's out there, and that's why you know, Spencer, I wanted you to come on today. I, I definitely uh, thought that your area was a highly needed area to talk about. And, uh, definitely enjoyed your time on. Um, this area, um, you know, the thing is, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we're going to get this out, we're going to get uh, this so that teachers and everybody can hear about it. I really think 
that STEM is a major piece that we need to start looking in. I mean, I'm sure most schools are looking at it, but technology and where we're going this these days, you know, I'm scared that YouTube and Google are going to be the people that take over on education and because it's already there. I mean, that's the disruption if we want to look at it. Um, right. You know, um, and I think we're going to have to, as teachers and education system, we're going to have to think outside the box. Uh, right. You know, because Right now, right now, the business industry is calling us just standard, standard education, and mm-hmm. nothing more than than standard education, and you're not successful for standard education. So, right, exactly. There has to be a change, um, you know, and that's uh, that's going to probably take a lot from the top, but uh, I, I definitely think that you know your area of expertise was amazing today and I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming on uh, mm-hmm. and you know enjoyed the talk yeah thank you for having me and um I was gonna say too I probably should have said this at the beginning or in I don't know I've never done anything like I said before um if anyone wants to connect with me I love when people reach out to me I've helped set up different stem programs I create stem curriculum online and I'm like I said I'm watch- launching my website on uh, Wednesday um Instagram Facebook, Twitter, I'm all just Sharp the Builder. So it's kind of like a little name I made that I thought would be kind of fun. So I called it Sharp the Builder. So something easy to remember if people want to connect with me. I love meeting new teachers and helping out just as many people as I possibly can. And I appreciate you having me on today. It was it was fun. Okay, man. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you. And uh, um, if you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.